This is Bonnie. And this is Karen. And this is Deconversion Therapy. Uh, We wanted to start a podcast so we could talk about the experiences growing up in the evangelical church. And getting the hell out of it. Whether it was an abrupt departure or sort of a gradual, you know, fading, backsliding away kind of thing. Um, Karen and I grew up together going to the huge Baptist church in our town. We kept that going uh, from K, kindergarten through college. And Karen even further. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we are not biblical scholars. We're not here to debate. That's already, you know, we've already gone past that stage in our development with this. Um, And we're also not educated in tackling any serious issues you might have or have suffered under the church. Yeah, you know what we're talking about. We're not going to delve into the serious stuff. Um, She and I always ended up talking to each other about some of the funnier parts of being super involved, you know, on fire for Jesus in a big, powerful, organized religion. And maybe there are others, and you guys can share your stories with us, too. Yeah. In fact, you can go to our website, which is deconversiontherapypodcast.com, and you can see where you can submit your own stories. But for right now, just go ahead and subscribe. That would do us a huge favor. Um, Rate us would be even better. Um, You can email us anytime by going to our website that I just told you about. And we're most active on Instagram. So just look us up there at Deconversion Therapy. I'm supposed to say the next thing about we're supposed to talk about like what what we're grateful for this week or the good thing of the week. You want to go first? Sure. I'm doing it right now. You can either write in a crude answer or I can answer what it is. Uh, Kinetic sand. Okay. Is that the stuff at like Brookstone? I was waiting. We don't have a Brookstone here. No one does. They just went out of business. Oh, well then that sounds right. But the, so on Instagram, I started following all these weird um, accounts that supposedly have these relaxing videos. One that is my favorite is rug cleaning. Just look up rug cleaning on Instagram and there's videos out of like (laughs) India of people cleaning rugs. I'm not joking where they get, they get a squeegee and push all the dirty water out. So it's noticeable. Oh yes. Okay. I love that. I love those ads on Instagram. So there's that, and then soap cutting, I like, but the kinetic sand one, I don't know what it is, where they, like, have it in different forms, and then they slice it with a knife, and (laughs) the sound relaxes me. Okay. I know. So anyway, my, um, my family knows how weird I am. And at Christmas in my stocking, I got two things of kinetic sand. I'm playing with it now. I don't understand it. Is it the the, stuff where you can run your hands through it, but it doesn't stick to your fingers? Yes. And it doesn't leave any sand particles anywhere. Right. Yeah. They did have that at Brookstone before they unfortunately went out of business. What if this made them go out of business? Because it was so great 
didn't, people didn't, it was before its time and, and then Brookstone closed. Um, but this stuff, it's just, yeah, it's almost like Play-Doh, uh, yeah. but it's very, like, I always have to be doing something uh, physically or um uh, what do I want to say with my with my hands? You're fidgety. Like, You're fidgety. Yes, I always have to do something vid- fidgety when I'm trying to think. Oh, okay, and uh, so that's what I'm doing now. I might even post a lovely picture of my kinetic sand playing on Instagram. Yes, oh, or our that. website. Oh, that's neat. Um. I am so excited because after a long wait, it's really not that long, but um, tonight, about 23 minutes ago, the tennis season started, and that's my church these days. Um, because Is Rafa Nadal your uh, Christ? Don't say that because <laughs> he's, a really, he's a really good example of a human being. <laughs> that's the good thing of the week because... Uh, it's been a long time since we had tennis and, you know, it's, it's in Australia and we're here. So it's a good crazy hour of time difference. So everything starts at 7 PM and goes all through the night. So there won't be any much, there won't be much sleep for a couple of weeks. So anyway, I, okay. I know. I love it. Well, all right. Everyone's got their thing. I know. But you know what? If you think about it, like I did not grow up playing sports. So to me, the things that sports have taught, sports have, the thing that tennis has taught me um, is it's it's about the competing because that's the fun. It's not about winning necessarily. It's just being in a competition and playing and having a good time. And you want to be a good sport. And, and when you practice, you can't just go out there and like hit balls and be an idiot. You have to go, okay, today I'm going to work on hitting this ball in that quadrant of the court and you have to have a purpose. And, and it just really, it just really, it, it, um, it applies to work and life as well. Cause it's all about looking for solutions anyway. Okay. Well, the funny thing is one, um, Nobody knows us, Bonnie, and you could have totally said how sporty we were growing up. We could have just been nope. like, oh, <laughs> man, known. when I, yeah. And then, but, and the other thing is, you know, as far as sports goes, um, we're figuring out what most people who played sports might have earlier, but yeah. it, we're figuring it out at a partner, uh, a time in our life where we might actually apply it, so... Yeah, the application. We win. Okay. We do win. See, it's like sports. <laughs> so um, we are so excited because we have received letters. And, and thank letters, you. And letters. Wow. <laughs> and feedback and feedback. Oh, no, just God. letters. <laughs> and feedback. It's been great. Uh, it's we're dying out of excitement and embarrassment and being scared of what's going on, um, but we love it and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So so so, so let's read the letter that um, <laughs> we talked about. Okay. So today's letter comes from Claire. Okay. 
if you didn't la- listen last week, we read a letter about um, a girl who went to like this teaching camp type thing. You know how we always had those at church that would be about witnessing or this or that. And she did one and they had bought clothes for her um, because they were really wanting all the girls to dress very modestly. And not that she wasn't before, but, you know, the church was just reaching out and making sure all the girls, you know, are covered head to toe. And yet they still caught boys somehow masturbating and blamed it on the girls and went out and bought some ugly ass shawls for the um, girls to cover up. I guess they're shawl. I know I say shawl. (laughs) Okay. I know. Well, you're going to hate this because it includes that word. So I'm going to say it a lot. Okay. So this letter came in from Claire. Hello. I'm sharing this after listening with my mother on Christmas to you guys read her story about the shawls at five day camp. After listening, I knew I had to share mine. Long before my mother and I were ex-evangelicals, I grew up very similar to the way she did. I went to Christian school for a while, was homeschooled, and went to every youth group and church camp under the sun. Right before a church summer camp, I had begun dating a boy who attended the same church as me. I should also note his older brother and the older brother's girlfriend were camp counselors, and I had personally seen them looking suspiciously close. (laughs) We were usually very busy with different activities and didn't get to spend too much time together. So before one activity, we found ourselves sitting next to each other, just talking when my boyfriend's brother's girlfriend wedged her arms between us and wrenched us apart, yelling, leave room for Jesus. And what I assume she thought as a joking tone, to which I replied, you're one to talk. Um, I later got chastised by another older counselor saying that I shouldn't have rebutted and just, quote, respected my elder. Several months (laughs) later... God, isn't that how every Christian story starts? Several months later, it came out that my boyfriend's older brother and the girlfriend had sex, quote. (laughs) And, well, she didn't put this in quotes, but I love this term, out of wedlock. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Because only we church people use out of wedlock. And we're now expecting a baby. They (laughs) later were married, and she put in all caps, in our church. While my boyfriend and I barely kissed and still were still being criticized because he was just two years older than me. Anyway, guess those two should have left room for Jesus. Thank you for the lovely podcast and for giving me and my mother something to bond over. Exclamation mark. That killed us. Uh, Sign Claire. Wait, there's more, isn't there? That was it. Are you sure? Oh, I'm sure. Well, you and I have read quite a few letters, and that was it for this particular letter. Okay. Yeah. For whatever reason, I thought they were divorced now. 
<laughs> but I'm making that up. Well, let's okay. just call it. <laughs> exactly. And that baby is now not leaving room for Jesus. <laughs> that baby is seven and not leaving room. Okay, so... um that's 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 always the way it is there's and did we talk about this before but there's somebody who is spiritually superior to you and they're like blah 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 leave room for jesus i'm a year and a half older than you are right right because the whole idea if you know if you come to christ at one age and someone does it another like that means that they've had more time to develop their quote, Christianity. So ages really shouldn't make a difference. Right. Um, I, I mean, I remember our camp counselors were like two years older than we were. Oh, I know. But I'm not prob- much. I but. probably would have thought in my mind that they were like 10 years older. You know how right. big age yep. gaps were back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, this week you... Uh, did some research by watching a movie I haven't. Why don't you tell us about it? Okay, so this movie is fantastic. And um, uh, it's what? Aquaman. (laughs) No, Um, and not La La Land. Um, It's Jesus Camp. So um, I wanted to watch Jesus Camp. And first of all, when I searched for it on Netflix, it was not there on Netflix. But Netflix suggested the TV show Friends in like the <laughs> titles related to Jesus Camp. And I'm not sure what that's about. So I found it on Amazon Prime and it was a few bucks. So totally worth it. Um, it was released in 2006. So what's that? 10, 12 years ago. Wow, that long? Because I heard about yeah. it. But so, wow. And it got okay. nominated for an Oscar. It was directed by Rachel Grady and Heidi Ewing. Um, so it's about a summer camp where kids and their families go to be in this intense, intense uh, like evangelical church environment. And then the goal is to return home to their lives. You're going to remember this term, on fire for Jesus. That's right. These flames, they are burning. How old are the kids? Like, is it like high school like we were? I want to say that they're like 11 and 12. I want to. Not positive. That, that's just me being not good at gotcha. paying attention. Yeah. But yeah. They, weren't, they weren't formed and like there were wonky teeth coming in. You know, yeah. So um, Becky Fisher is the leader of the camp. So uh, it it starts out with her at their their home church, and she's very animated, and she's wearing this stripy like ombre shirt, but not like the ombre shirts today, but like the ones that were uh, that Maya Rudolph maybe wore on on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> like big stripes to little stripes on that Bronx beat. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it will confuse you to my weight <laughs> and height. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then she's got a Britney Spears microphone on, like I think you're wearing oh, right now. Yeah. Yeah. So she's got her hands free to be animated, and she tells people in the public, you know, not public, in the church gathering that, that they're in, um, that they should begin praying on whether you can get to the camp this year. Don't you remember being told, like, pray about going to camp? Which was ridiculous. It's like, hey, I want to go to camp, me too. That's it. 
Yeah, but I think they were talking about like pray about God preparing you and and oh. finances because it wasn't free, but it wasn't super right. expensive. Um, uh, for me, praying about camp was that I would have people to hang out with during free time. <laughs> the ride up to camp with you know in a car with people that was great. But once we got there and they like let us loose, I was like, oh my god, what am I going to do during free time? And everyone, that's right. They're like, hey, we're all going to play softball. Uh, well, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Where's that concession stand? Right. Oh, and then how about when we went to camp, it was in the middle of the state of Florida, which is kind of around the Orlando general area. And they had us swimming in lakes. And uh, I think that they just weren't acknowledging that there was a chance of an alligator being in there. Remember that kid that got eaten at Disney World? Yes. Yeah. So I would like to know if now the kids are allowed to swim in the lakes. Anyway. I'm putting that on the list. I will <laughs> Put that on things to look up. I will have better luck getting an answer <laughs> from the alligator community than I will the church, but I will try. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. So Becky tells the filmmakers, this is the best, um, that she wants these kids to be as committed to the cause of Jesus Christ as young people are to the cause of Islam. Um, because, and this is how she says it, because, excuse me, we have the truth. I'm biting my lip. If no one can see the video that we have, are not recording, I'm, I'm, that's, yeah. yeah. I love, I just love that. That's just so, that's what we talked about last time when you were in Thailand. Like, uh, excuse me, we have the truth. Who told her? Anyway. Uh, um, God did. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, that's right. So then they they intersperse and they go to the home lives of the kids that they're going to focus on. So there's... They went to the home lives. Yeah. They went to the homes. Um, oh, dear. Yep. P.S. No one's homes are clean. I think I'm the only person who keeps my house like, I'm ready to show it at any time. Uh, yeah, I picture that. I mean, that's what documentaries are. And that's why I'm always like the crime shows. I'm like, nah, you, these people, their houses are trash. <laughs> and let's just show America as it is. Yeah. So these are like just dirty. No, homes. not dirty, but like there's just stuff all around, like there are pills on top of the toaster oven. Anyway, so one mom is shown homeschooling her kid and and she asks him to say like okay so why is it that climate change is not true and he quotes a statistic and i swear to god i have no idea why not believing in climate change even as a possibility is associated with being a christian why would we want to crap up the earth to pass on Anyway, okay. So then there's a little girl at the bowling alley. You're going to love this. She was reading those little fake cartoon comic books about accepting Jesus. Uh Yeah, because those weren't exciting comics. Nothing good happened in those. I know. (laughs) It's not like Betty and Veronica. Um, So she gives one to a stranger, a pretty blonde lady at a bowling alley. Um, And she's like, I felt that God was, you know, telling me to give it to her. And so this is just an explanation of what these kids' lives are like. Um, So then they also bounce back and forth to a radio show host. And his name is Mike Papantonio. Um, So he's 
hosting the radio show and a caller calls in saying that he's concerned that there's this authoritarian way about evangelicals and nothing gentle or compassionate, you know, is coming for them Mm -hmm. like Jesus wanted us to be. And they talked about what happened to change Christianity since Matthew wrote about Jesus's Sermon on the Mount, because he said we should be peacemakers. Right. So um, I really liked that this was kind of like the, uh, you know, the counterpoint to what was going on. But it didn't seem too much pointed in one direction. Um, And I just keep thinking about these people like they were probably going, oh, yeah, we'll let documentary people in here. They will see how we are and they will decide to become Christians. Totally. I know. Yeah. And I think that is... You know, I know a lot of people, um, not very close anymore, who feel that too, that, you know, once they see or hear what Jesus is really doing, they cannot deny it. And then when people do deny it and they're like, oh, please, come on, then they go back to a different verse about how fools will, you know, disregard (laughs) the truth. So, yeah, lose, lose. So. So then the movie goes to them being at camp, and one of the things, this is among others, I mean, the movie is big and full of good stuff, so you have to watch it, and it's not scary. <laughs> um, she preaches that, you know, of of all things, uh, you don't make heroes out of warlocks, and they're talking about Harry Potter because the kids were obsessed, of Yay. course, at that time with Harry Potter. Um <laughs> there was then there was the kid that I would have been friends with. They're all sitting around at this table, and um, he said, "Well, my mom won't let me watch Harry Potter because she says it has to do with witchcraft." But I watch it when I go to my dad's house. <laughs> he laughed, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> totally that either would have been me or would have been yeah, yeah, you know, the kid that I found to hang around uh, with during free time. Um, let's see. So they, they line up ceramic coffee mugs to represent releasing the spirit to protect the government, which at that time was George Bush, Mm -hmm. George H W Bush, but they get to smash these ceramic cups, which is kind of fun. Um, then some lady brings a cardboard stand up of president Bush and they yell at him and they bless him by speaking in tongues. And then the lady tells him to yell at them, uh, uh, one nation under God. And this is when he was in charge of putting a new um, uh, 12 people. Uh, the cabinet. cabinet. No, not 12. It's not even 12. Oh, Supreme Court Justice. Supreme Court Justice, yeah. So um, they were they were like, okay, this is the time where we're going to take the country back. Um, and so they also at one point told the kids to demand an into abortion, and they taped tiny little plastic like fetus babies to their oh hands. God. Um, yeah, I'm leaving out a lot of stuff, but then this is quite enough. Yeah, (laughs) this is quite enough. Becky. Okay. So at one point, Becky says, think about your behavior. And if you're one way at church and another way in your other life and then pray for forgiveness. So it's a real guilt based, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of method. And these kids get wrecked with tears and emotion. And there's this one cute floppy haired boy. And he says like, um, 
to believe in God is hard because you don't see him. You don't know him much. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't even believe what the Bible says. It makes me a faker. It makes me feel guilty and bad. Oh God. Yeah. I know. So there's the guilt that a friend of mine says, Oh, your go-to emotion is guilt. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So then I do love that. Okay. 10 years later, there was an article in the guardian that caught up with the kids and, um, the floppy haired kid says, uh, he didn't think he was abused because a lot of people had said these kids are being abused and they were very upset. Like mental abuse. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, um, he was really critical of evangelicals, evangelicals, sorry. Um, And then at one point he said, uh, Becky Fisher was a terrible fucking person who was fueled by the spiritual suffering of other people. Mm-hmm. But, but he said he had chosen to have love for her and was even grateful for the experience of Jesus camp. Um, he said, they showed us what it meant to really feel deep emotions for life, for God. And some people would say that it was all fake. But when I look back on it, our belief in it had made it real. And it really taught me the power of belief, which I just love. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's the grown-up taking it and going, yeah, you know what? And making yeah. lemonade out of lemons. Right, for as best you can. Yeah, exactly. Now, I have... Actually, I heard about that a long time ago, and Bonnie knows, I already told her, I didn't watch it because um, we grew up in a Southern Baptist church, but then I went on to like these Pentecostal churches that were very similar to this, and when we were talking about speaking in tongues, there's this joke about um, buying a, you know... um, Honda Odyssey, <laughs> that that's how you can learn to speak in tongues by just saying shit about a Honda um, <laughs> three times in a row. And so to me, it's, I feel it would be uh, difficult to watch, but I am saying right here, I will watch it. I will. Yeah. Let's, anyone who hasn't watched it, let's watch this thing and then convene later. And uh, in a lighter episode, because I'd be interested to hear what other people have gone through. Yeah, and, and I want to hear your yeah. take on it. And uh, should I should I leave you to tell about the Ted Haggard part? Remember him? Yes. Yeah. So 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 this movie was released in two thousand six, and in it they show Ted Haggard, who is some pastor of a church in Colorado Springs. Uh, It's a very slick, updated AV presentation, and he's speaking, and he's talking about how the Bible says homosexuality is wrong. Like, right after the thing was released, Ted Haggard made national headlines because he had been hiring a male prostitute for three years Um, and taking crystal meth. And taking crystal meth. I mean, yeah, but, okay. wait, but do you remember the fun part? He said, he said, well, I just I just bought the crystal meth I did, and I threw it away. Wait, wait, wait. Was he the one? Because we had a lot of these in a big old slew of, you know, stuff. Was he the one that said he had brought, he had picked up the guy or, or was trying to convert the guy? I don't know, but they were, they were, doing it for three years 
That's a lot of missionary yeah. positions. Okay, oh, so <laughs> that's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Wait till you see, wait till you see it because like the irony is not lost. I was, I was watching him like, wait a minute, when did that scandal with him happen? And it was like right after the and movie came out. And did you see out. him? I mean, uh, Gator. I mean, we could have picked that out. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Because at one point, at one point he says something like, I wrote it down. Um, okay. So at one point he's talking about how the kids just love the message that we're sending that God loves you and you're a gift and special. Uh, whereas the schools are opposed to, uh, uh, to all of this and tell them that you're an animal and like talking about natural selection. And, um, he says, uh, uh he says something like, it's fabulous. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. And, it's hilarious and everything. I remember yeah, yeah, I remember finding about him and then Jimmy Schwagger and Jim Baker and all these people. And it's just like one after the other had huge hidden sexual situations, like not your usual. Like there's plenty of people that are, you know, having sex out of wedlock. But these were just totally fucked up. Oh, yes. <laughs> this was in addition to wedlock. <laughs> So he also says uh, to the camera, well, there's a new church like this every two days cropping up. It's gotten enough growth to essentially sway every election. And then he says, if the evangelicals vote, they determine the election. And he was an advisor to Bush. So mm -hmm. it to me, like all of my little, you know, theories of why they want to wrangle up the people who are in organized religion – it, it's like, yes, this is exactly it. And he says it right into the camera. Yes. And this can still go on. I could talk about that for a long time, but it would be um, not such a funny podcast. But <laughs> I suggest anyone who wants to know about how the Christian right really got mobilized, especially in the last 15 years into this insanity and guns and all that bullshit, then pick up the family that's what it's called. What's that? What is it? Um, it's a book uh, by uh. <laughs> um, Jeff Charlotte. And um, it is about what is actually going on behind the scenes with senators and a Christian yep. coalition in D.C. And I will tell you this. That is going to mess you up. And, but don't get discouraged because I think a lot of people are starting to wake up. The internet is a perfect tool for yeah. looking up everything from what does this Bible verse really mean? And then you end up with um, all these references to, well, when this Bible verse was in the Muslim Bible, it meant, and mm -hmm. you'll be like, well, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, which is called the Quran. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think the internet is really making us get more information and being able to connect yeah. to people in a way that makes us uh, find out some of um, what's going on. Because before the internet, this Ted Haggard guy, uh, now whoever he was having sex with can, you know, people who knew about it can post on the internet, and that's how it gets found, and, and journalists can 
you know, find them easier. And yeah. that's how hopefully but you know everyone what? Hope, gets and, But they're all counting on people just not looking because you have to go seek things out a lot of times. But let yeah. me let me finish yeah. it up with the saying that the director, the co-director of the film, Heidi Ewing, said that she disagreed with the teachings of the camp, but didn't feel that the camp leaders were abusive. And she says, this is a quote, they're not doing anything illegal. And if you want to raise your children as liberal progressives to be amped up about environmentalism and being pro-choice, you can do that, she said. Some of the arguments against the film were so knee-jerk, it made me realize the far left and the far right have a lot in common. So I, they seem just so grounded and, and it's so true. And when, the, and they made another movie called um, one of us about being a Hasidic Jew and leaving that fold. Ooh. And if you think of that and Scientology yep. and the fact that we leave and when we walk down the street, people will still say hi to us and we can still socialize with them. We're super lucky. Yeah, that's true. Cause we don't, you know, or we didn't used to, yeah, adhere to a religion that had any crazy dress except for shawls um, <laughs> that we had to wear. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm going to watch it. Um, so I, I can't wait to see like the parts of it that that stand out to you. So, all right, um, what do we have to tell people? We have to tell them uh, that we're so thankful that they're listening, but also, again, you're already listening to us on an app, so it'll only take um, two seconds to subscribe, rate, anything. But we'd love for you to find us on Instagram is, is really where we have more of a community. Um, I promised to get Twitter going eventually. Uh, and both of those can be found by just going to those and looking up deconversion therapy. And then at deconversiontherapypodcast.com is our website. And that's where you can send in your funny five minute story. Cause we'd love to read it on air with or without your name. And we even used the one from this week to shape the whole episode. So we'd love to hear yours. What about an, what about the email? Can they not? Email? Oh, we don't have those. We don't have that. Okay. You can and snail mail us. That's right. And PO box five, four, three, two, four. No. Um, so we also have email that is located at our website, there's a little contact thing. And just click on that, and it'll show you how to submit a story. Um, but if you have any other email you want to send, that's at deconversiontherapypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's good. Bless your mess. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.